Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Oh! <laughs> and Johnson. How about some horns down, Guido? How about some horns down, boys? It was a wonderful weekend for WVU basketball with a, with a would, would you say, dominant? I don't know if I'd say dominant, but a dominant second half for sure for WVU. Yeah. A win over uh, Texas in Austin, 84-82, guys. And I guess wh- where I want to start is when was the last time either of you saw a Bob Huggins team give up 50 points in the first half of a game? Yeah, I think I texted you guys. D- doesn't it feel like 53 was a score that I feel like we've given up in total in past seasons? So, yeah, that felt right, weird. Right? Yeah. This is a different animal. This is a, a different team. Uh, coaches said that it's not his best defensive team by a long, you know, long shot. I, I'll be honest. While the defense is not great, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, it is a lot more entertaining to watch. I like seeing the ball go through yeah, the basket. I would agree. You like seeing that. You like seeing the shots made. That's I, I'm with you on that. Well, and we keep saying, Scoot, that making some shots cures a lot of. Ills it fixes, on the yeah, well, side. fixes a lot of your weak spots, right? Yeah. This is the second time this season that WVU has come back and won a game after being down by 19. It's the fifth time this season WVU has been down by 10 points or more and come back and won a yeah, game. Yeah, which is crazy in itself. That's just crazy. What it's done for me is I've enjoyed it because – it's kept uh, some of the naysayers, I'm not going to name names, uh, some of the folk that in, in years past, we get down by 19, 15, 19, 21, whatever it is, and the wheels are falling off. Yeah. This is the worst team that we've ever had. Huggins needs to go. We need well, to f- in the sayers of nays defense, Scoot, in, pe- in past years, when you knew we couldn't score the ball like that, then it did feel like, well, the wheels have come off. There's no way we're coming back from a 12-point deficit. You know, this team, it feels like, you, you know, Sean McNeil gets hot. You put, you insert Taz. I mean, all of a sudden, yeah. You're, Tweak a defense, throw a little weird yeah. defense in there for a couple spells. Let's see what mm, happens. Bob's your uncle. I don't even know. He's not. I don't have any <laughs> uncles named Bob. I don't even know what... Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I think, guys, that, that that stat, that statistic of, you know, five wins after being down 10 or more in a game really goes to show, re- I, I don't know, maybe the heart of this team more than anything else. Like, I I don't know if we've ever had, and, and 2010 might be the only other example where we've ever had a team that has played together this much because you to to be down to be down like you were 19 to be down 19 points you got to play together to come back and win a game like that yeah and scoots always quick and i agree with him and i you know i uh, he's always quick to mention like the isa ahmad teams you know that wesley harris isa ahmad season where those are that's a team that's probably hanging its head if they're down double figures this team it just seems like there's never uh 
we still, we can still do this, you know, because, and, and I know we, I brought this up last week and you guys reminded me, you know, let's consider that road wins aren't the same as road wins of the past, but even so you come back from 19 on the road. I mean, it's not, you know, there's a lot of stuff not in your favor there. So I think I totally agree. I think this is a team that they've got each other's back and they're not giving up. What if I float this idea? What if instead of the traditional warm up yeah. to the start of the game, what if Huggins keeps them in the locker room? Tells them they're down by 10? Well, no, until like literally <laughs> it's like 10, 15 minutes to go before the start of the game. They come in, get a couple layups in, maybe a couple shots, and then we go. Because whatever messages happen at halftime, that seems to be what what <laughs> tweaks things, right? What fixes things. So maybe he can give those messages early, and then they can come out firing. Bob Huggins said in the post-game press conference, he goes, Tony Creedy said, well, what motivated them in the second half? And Bob, Bob said, well, I don't think they wanted to hear some of the words that came out of my mouth during halftime at the end of the game. So... They're like, Dad is mad. Let's get it together. It sounded like that halftime speech was maybe not the friendliest of Bob Huggins' speeches in, in the locker room. Well, can we talk about one other thing really quick, Scoot? Yeah. Everyone agreed that the piped-in crowd noise oh, man, it was, was horrendous. Can it we just bad. talk about that for a second? Like, even Holly Rowe was talking yes. about how bad it is. I mean, even she tweeted, like, what are we doing here? This makes it unbearable to watch on TV, I think was her comment. I, I always just assumed that it was the networks that did that. Apparently, it's not. It must be a stadium thing. Yeah, it's in the it's stadium. actual stadium noise, which that would be really annoying. To, that would make me mad about playing well someone tweeted in our like in the in the wvu twitter's twitter sphere i'll have to go back and look but someone tweeted at one point that made me laugh they said is this piped in crowd noise just a microphone next to an air conditioner because right. it was so annoying it was like a boom box with a cassette tape in it of crowd noise <laughs> is what it, what it was and there was no like uh inflection like no it had nothing to do with what was going on in the game like something like baseball they got really good at you know trying to like fit the noise with the yeah. you know action of the yeah. game yes this was not that this was just this was some... like kids bop crowd noise it's you know? almost like uh like, uh, <laughs> like and when you watch a sitcom and they pipe in the uh the dinner the laugh track type stuff yeah, yeah or, like... The, or like the uh, restaurant scene where they've got like dishes clanging oh, and stuff clinking. Like, yeah yeah can we can we also talk about the fact that i, I would like to petition espn to give us uh, Fran Fraschilla and Boog Shambi for every game. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. It's a great. It's a great team. I feel like Boog might be a uh, a lame duck announcer. I don't know if he will come yeah. back to basketball after he goes to the Cubs. Yeah, he's the, he's going to be the new uh, Cubs play by play guy on the Marquee Network for Chicago Cubs TV. But he is. Gr I love. Him. I feel like Fran kind of keeps it even though you know, like he's. He keeps it like he's he's not one side or the other. I think he tries to point out like true basketball, you know, And I like strategy. that he pays attention to Twitter because he said, I know I'm not going to belabor the point, but Oscar Shiway was here. He knows like that people <laughs> right. are like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he knows that people are tired Don't of hearing it. So he, me for mentioning he's like, it. I yeah. have to mention that they have changed a lot. <laughs> he's not here now. Right. This is ESPN. We recover topics. Let me just right. do what I like, need to do. We have to pretend like you've never seen this team before. <laughs> yeah. So uh, kind of breaking down the first half of that game, guys, I guess, you know, the the 
the tail of the tape was the fact that Texas just shot the lights out of the ball. They yeah. were 21 for 30, 70% from the field. Insane. Like, that's just insane. Can I say, though, Guido, one thing, though, just like last week, I got super frustrated at there were multiple times where I felt like we kind of rolled out a welcome mat to the basket for layups, dunks, you know, bunnies. They they got so many shots in near the basket. So, I mean, yes, they were shooting terrific, but man, they First got... First basket of the game was a lob yeah, dunk. Right. And I, I'll i be honest, though, like what's frustrating to me about all of that is some of Texas's players acting as if they've just set the world on fire by making a layup. <laughs> yeah, like, screaming after. Nobody... Yeah. You must be talking about your new favorite player, Brock Cunningham. <laughs> well, he's one of them. He, he uh, on Twitter, was compared to the the guy, I forget his name on the movie, but the bully from Teen Wolf. Yeah. He looked just <laughs> yeah, like us. Um, yeah. Well, Coleman was doing a lot of that. Coleman Ramey. jumped up and down with two feet off the ground, yes, up and down, I, up and down, right. because he made a layup Induce's that was face. uncontested. I mean, like he turned in Deuce's face. Yeah, it was so annoying. Like, get out of my face! You made a layup. What are you screaming about? <laughs> well, Hug said in the post game that you know defense was a problem, and that's why he was rotating so many different people in. I mean, at one point we saw Taj Tweet and. Cine Enjai on the court at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, that was odd. What am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I mean, I think that, you know, I think, you know, getting beat as bad as they were getting beat, uh, you know, in, in some places that it just caused Huggins to sort of erupt and start running out different, different people. Well, this is that Tash Sweet coming in is vintage coach talk at practice where, He's probably said, if you guys aren't going to do it, I've got a whole bench full of guys that are willing to do what I'm asking them to do. And out out came Emmett Matthews, out came Jalen Bridges, and all of a sudden in comes Tash Sweet. Tash Sweet probably thought, holy crap, I hope I put my jersey on underneath this warm-up because I never yeah. go in. Well, it reminded so, me of Solheim's story from Jay Jacobs where he didn't put his shorts on. He's like, coach, I can't go in the game. I don't have my shorts on. You know, like right. one of those things. Like that's the – I'm sure he was thinking that, but I guarantee you – Coach Huggins has probably said in practice, hey, if you guys aren't willing to do this, I've got guys that'll do it. I've got guys that'll go in and do like you'll see, I'm sure you'll see a Jay Moore sighting or a right. now Tash Sweet's not a walk on, so that's probably why he goes in and not not Spencer Mackey or right. or um or Jay Moore. But at some point, shoot, he probably would have thrown in uh Isaiah Cottrell if he could. He had the boot on though. That was he was in the street clothes. But uh WVU, if they have an Achilles heel, no pun intended, it's the lack of depth in their big in their in their forwards. Ah, yes. So yes, no pun intended. So WVU goes into the locker room down fifty three forty three. And Guido, we we were texting each other though. It was kind of remarkable that we were only down ten. Really, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was. It was really remarkable. I felt like it was really remarkable. We were only down ten. Second half starts. Kind of starts a little, I mean, we look good, but starts a little sluggish. And and in the second half, you see Texas start to gain that big lead. They're down or they're up by almost that, you know, that 20, that 19 at that point. And then, well, I think they started the second half by hitting three straight threes and they started really building that. They did. That, adding on to that lead. It felt kind of bad <laughs> right off the bat second half. And then there was sort of like Texas had this, you know, falling apart where. Two of their players, 
got into pretty much a, almost a fist fight yeah. in the huddle. Yeah, Ramey and Jones, I guess. Sean McNeil hits a three. Jones is kind of trailing the play. He's late running him off the off the three line. Ramey takes a crazy exception to it. Apparently, they get in the huddle calling timeout after that play. And yeah, you're right. I mean, actually, if I remember, like multiple people kind of had to hold him back. Andrew Jones sort of just walks away from him. But at the time, people made a whole bunch of noise about that. And watching the game, I was thinking, oh, come on, that's not that big of a deal. But in hindsight, it was like the WVU run was on from that point on. So I was gonna say it tells you that they've got bigger issues than than what we probably even know about. Yeah, it was weird actually to me. Yeah. It was kind of odd. And and Fran Frischilla pretty much spent the rest of the game saying exactly that. Yeah, that, that was the turning point of the game. Did a great coming back out of the commercial break. By the way, they did like a great breakdown, you know, replay of that whole thing between Ramey um and jones there but we need to send that to john boy yeah that was john <laughs> yes, boy. we need That's a john my, boy breakdown yeah we need a john boy on that um but after that you know wvu comes alive including sean mcneil who played i don't know maybe a minute in the first half and caught two really early fouls didn't have any points yeah two ticky tack fouls guido just really early ticky tack fouls he sat the bench almost the whole half it seemed like it felt like so early that Fran Fraschilla forgot that he even played. Yes, right. Thank you, Scoot. Fran makes a comment like, wow, he must be sick or something. He hasn't played. And we're all like, no, he started, right? Like, Sean B was like, no, he started the game. And I think he went out early on two fouls. And, and Fran was like, oh, that must have happened really early. And see, that's what you get when you're not live. When they're live, yeah. but they're not in person. Well, Ramey killed us, though, the whole game. I mean, Ramey killed us the whole game. And that, to me, I don't know, that was such an odd thing because I think had that not happened and they would have stayed in a groove, that was that was big problems for us. Yeah, no, definitely. And him getting fouled out there with, what was it, a minute and a half left at the end of the game yeah. was, was pretty was pretty big. I mean, it yeah, was pretty it was. big with, with the score still tight. It was, it was pretty important um, for us. So, I mean, it, I, very rarely do you see this in the stat line, but WVU wins the game shooting 44% where their opponent shot 54%. Texas only scored 29 points to WVU's 49 points in the second half. So, And WVU had points, um, 25 points off of turnovers, uh, which was huge. Again, most of those in the second half. So it was, uh, you know, I feel like, and, and this week, you can call it a gauntlet or not. I mean, you know, playing uh, playing TCU, I don't think is going to be much of a challenge. I know we have Baylor on on Thursday and then back in Morgantown on Saturday. But, uh, you know, I think WVU now has finally caught that momentum that they needed all season with, with a win like this. Well, I, I don't disagree, but don't you still think, just backing up for a second – I went into Saturday morning shocked that we were even still entertaining the thought of playing this game. So what you know, with hearing right. all the news weather-wise, um, you know, that's just crushing the state of Texas, the Austin area, what have you. I was shocked that we were even heading in there. I'm still surprised that all these games are going on, Guido. I mean, I know that went on ahead. That was, you know, no crowd, but we, you know, we played the game successfully, but it just seems like a really tough ask to ask our guys 
um, to travel into a place that's, I mean, some places are under like boil water advisories and still trying to get power back. And I don't know about Waco and Fort Worth and everything specifically, but it just seemed crazy that we're, we're still playing these games. Yeah, it's it's uh it's kind of interesting. Um, and they actually made note of it on the broadcast, saying that you know Texas, you know UT produces all of its own power on campus, either from you know renewable energy or whatever. And so it'll be interesting, you know, as we go into Fort Worth, as we go down to Waco on Thursday, especially after spending a whole week in the state, uh, how it all kind of susses out. But you know, the Big Twelve is pushing this along, and there's already been, even though nothing is official, there's already plans. I've read a couple of things where that week between the end of the season and the Big Twelve tournament, that they're going to try to get WVU to fit three games in there um, that week. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens over the next, you know, two weeks as we head into the end of the season. Well, I think we we didn't talk about it enough, Scoot. I want to circle back on a few things. One, um. Brock Cunningham made a run to to near the top of the list over like there's like because let's face it in my list of Big 12 players that I that I love to hate. There's pretty much the entire starting five of Oklahoma. Yes. Maybe even a sixth man there. Yes. <laughs> the um, quath quath guy. And then there's the there's the guy that looks like Yosemite Sam from Texas Tech, probably. Oh yeah. Jensen. But I tell you what, Brock Cunningham Benson. Benson he made a he Benson. made a run. Like he if if this was a horse race, he rounded that final turn this Saturday and just made a run for the top. So he got hit with a technical that and I think if Fran were in person, he probably would have said, oh, he should have gotten that technical. But because Fran was not in person, he was kind of surprised by the technical. Well, first of all, you can't just like if it's a loose ball, you can't just jump on the pile. Right. Like, he did right. the classic. Right. I'm just going to go flop on top of the pile and then act like I'm in right. the play move. Well, and so then he gets the technical and right. then later in the game, he um, was acting a fool again. And it should have been teed up, I thought. I can't remember the exact situation, but he did something really stupid at the end of the game. Ran his mouth or something. Well, he was in uh he was in Matthew's face at one point after the tie up. I don't know if that what is I don't know if that's what got the tee to begin with. But that's I, yeah, that was I don't part know. of all that. But he he um he's got a bad haircut. He I'm does. not sure what's yeah. going on with that. That was bangs my first there. thing with him. I didn't know if it was his curtain bangs I didn't like or the I didn't do it face that he made the whole game. Yeah. Uh, after he did stuff. And here's the thing he's a guy, he's probably seven or eight on the depth chart for them. Yeah. Probably. Like yeah. those are guys that probably shouldn't run their mouths, most likely, right? Against, especially against starters. Feel, yeah. Feels like and, it. And against the, you know, like here's the thing. We're the 12th ranked team in the country. You're the eighth guy off the, you know, you're the eighth guy on the team, third guy off the bench, and you're going to clap into somebody's face or run your mouth to a starter from the other team on a team that's ranked higher than you. Like, what are you doing? Well, it just made me like, it made me think, wow, he's really making a run for new, like, most hateable guy in this conference. What are you doing? Most hated uh, player in the conference. And then how about um, how about Guido Andrew Jones trying calling game on that last shot, um, which I think it was I think it was Matthews who who said that Scoot they they were then convinced it was in fact going to I be think, a miss. It, it might have been McBride said that I okay. think McBride was interviewed pretty heavily at, at the end of the game, and he said that as soon as he yelled game he goes I knew it wasn't going in. 
<laughs> but like how how arrogant is that? I mean, Very. I kind of like that in a, in a way. I was going to say I thought you'd be fair I do kind of yeah. like that. However, you've got to make it. Like maybe yeah. I would yell game after it goes in. Like maybe <laughs> I just start the and then aim once it goes in. That's what he's got to do. You're not going to shoot it and then turn around to the crowd and throw your arms no. up in the and air or something. See, I think there was so much drama centered on on Texas and, and around Andrew Jones that yeah, it was almost like a for me a foregone a foregone conclusion that he was probably going to miss just because I don't I I don't see Andrew Jones as a big game player. He, I know he had the game winner against us, but I just don't see that. I know right. he was a McDonald's All-American. I know he has overcome a lot of uh, medical issues. But we're not hearing about him. He's not, uh, and for whatever reason, he's not Cade Cunningham, and he's not uh, you know, some of these guys that we hear about throughout college. He's not Jalen Suggs. We're not hearing about Andrew Jones like we hear about some of those guys. So. Right. I just kind of roll my eyes when somebody like that. Well, says, I mean, definitely good, but it just seemed really like what, like, like that just seems like a, yeah, just a what <laughs> comment when you hear that, you know? Yeah. Well, a good win for WVU over Texas, eighty-four to eighty-two, and uh, the other thing that made me happy, but got, by the way, guys, I, I can't, I can't go without saying it. Fran Fraschella, uh, giving a little bit of props to my alma mater, yeah, Fairmont Senior High School, Polar Bears, giving a little Polar Bear shout out, like naming them specifically a, a Fairmont yeah. Senior Polar Bear. I knew you'd love that. I loved that. That made me that made me happy when he was talking about JB. So that that was good. Huggins gets his yeah, that was awesome. Eight hundred and ninety sixth win. Uh, so only four more wins to to nine hundred. Gonna get it this year, I think. Boys. Wonder if that'd be good for the hall, Scoot. I wonder. Wonder if anyone would consider a guy with nine hundred. Nah, probably not. You. You would probably. <laughs> he needs to get to a thousand before they consider him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe got to get to a thousand. <laughs> He's not there yet. Two, yeah. Uh, WVU travels to Fort Worth, playing Tuesday night at seven o'clock on ESPN two against the Horned Frogs of TCU. Baylor on Thursday. Still no time for that game yet. And then they come back home on Saturday and play against K state in the coliseum that game's on espn 2 as well and it will be at 4 p.m what's really sad is back to that huggins thing real quick i hate to say this but if he had passed away with 600 wins he's in the hall of fame he's in the hall of fame the fact that he's alive like the <laughs> fact that i'm alive means i can't get what i deserve right. well that is weird like yeah. he's better off dead is that the movie isn't that a movie better off dead I, I bet you're right i feel like the basketball hall of fame though has been notorious about this like you've either got to have you know you got to have the 900 wins or the 850 wins but you also have to be like 70 plus and have a couple national champ. you know i think what i think he would have been in two years ago if he had a natty and he did since he doesn't have a national championship i think it hurts yeah, him a little bit i i like i think of some of the guys like isn't bill self in I think he's got a national championship, uh, but still, like I don't know. Actually, he's in I'm actually not familiar Bob with Huggins. who all's. I don't, I don't know. know. I think I think well, Beheim's in. He's got a national. He's got less wins, yeah, but that's who yeah, I yeah. know. Beheim should be in. He's got a bajillion K's wins. In. Yes, should be K, in. You know, Coach K's in. He should be in as well. You know, um, Calhoun's in. You know, so you've got 
you got a bunch of guys who are still coaching who, you know, but they all have national championships. I think that's where Huggins falls a little yeah, short. Yeah, and Scoot, that. I would also argue to some degree, I mean, not. I'm not going to yell about this too much because I know it makes me sound, you know, like I'm whining about it. But, you know, I, K's in Duke, uh, you know, Bayheim at Syracuse, Calhoun's UConn, um, you know, North Carolina has coaches in, stuff like that. I think they look at Cincinnati and WVU and they need a little more convincing, right. you know, that would be, right. even though they've played all those same people and been in all those same conferences pretty much, you well, know, like. And, they, and you guys as West Virginians have got to be fired up because WVU is a, uh, I think they're like, what, a top 15 program right. all time and i wins. think it's 22 i think i looked it up they were 22 but still yeah that's something to be proud of yeah, yeah out of 329 sure. or some ridiculous number come on so what are they they said that they're not announcing until around the time of the final four is when they announced the collegiate that's what i had understood yeah so you know we still got another month month, month and a half before we, we really know anything but Probably because Huggins will stop coaching if they announce it beforehand. I'm sure that's what they're worried about. That they'll just <laughs> yeah, like, no, I don't think. Oh, it's we've, a, we've not. We've, nah, he's made it. He's done. Oh, well. <laughs> he just tosses that's the keys happening. to Ron Everhart and walks out, or Larry Harrison <laughs> says, "You're on." Well, we're done here. <laughs> WVU women still playing really well. Their game against Baylor got postponed last week, but they beat TCU 81 to 78. Esmeri Martinez had 21 points and 12 rerounds on the double-double. They are 17-3 and three overall, still a powerhouse of a team. Yes. And at the top the top end of the uh, the Big 12, so that's that's always great to see. WVU baseball, guys. You know, you know us. Uh, we're baseball guys, especially, you know, me and Scoot. We love the baseball. Uh, WVU baseball opened up this weekend. They played a four-game series against Georgia State down at Georgia State because it's, I guess, too cold and snowy to play in Morgantown. And uh, they split the series two games apiece. Game one, very good. Game one, very good. Game two, not as good. Game game, game two, not as good. Uh, Georgia State won with a walk-off in the ninth inning and then game three very bad that yes. was a forgettable yes. one that one is one that you say something's wrong with the ball <laughs> Some, there's something wrong the ball is broken yeah jake carr <laughs> gave up 10 runs uh, on 10 hits and didn't even get out of the first hey, inning walk so. it off just brush it off walk it off Br- brush it off Walk it off. I mean, Scoot, you were looking up a ZRA earlier. Uh, it's not like... great. No, he had a good. <laughs> he had a good year last year. I looked. At, I wanted to get some. So comparison. what you're trying to he... say is, ten runs on ten hits could be damaging to your ERA. Is what you're trying to explain. For so for you non-baseballer fans out there. Yes. In 2020, I think his ERA was 1.52, if I recall, in about 21 innings or so. Okay. That's that's not terrible. That's really good. And that he had more than that in three pitches. One thirty-five is currently what he's saying, <laughs> which is, yeah. Right. I mean, could only uh, go down. One hundred, one hundred thirty. Yeah. Uh, so that was a rough, a, lo- a rough loss in game two. There, twenty to four. They won on Sunday, uh, three to two. They actually, uh, Matt McCormick, who's the catcher for the team, uh, had a nice weekend. Couple hits, two home runs. So he he's looking good. Uh, they travel to Conway, South Carolina to play in this little tournament that Coastal Carolina is hosting. They play Kennesaw State. The Bryant Bulldogs will be there. And uh, they actually have a game that's televised next week, guys. So Saturday, 4 o'clock, they're up against the basketball team. Saturday, 4 o'clock on ESPN2, you could watch them play 
Coastal Carolina. If you, uh, you know, I, I might have two screens going at the same well, time. It's actually that. a really nice ballpark down there, Scoot. Like, I don't know if you've ever gone there, but Coastal, it's actually. former national champions a couple well, years ago. Well, and so. sometimes they use, I don't know if they share that. Chicago Cubs minor league team. Yeah. Like, I don't, the, I can try to remember. The Pelicans. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a really nice park. So. Anyway, it's a good watch if you go. So WVU definitely kicking it off though, uh, baseball. So we'll we'll kind of follow it throughout. We we did last year. We follow it. We'll keep you. Yeah, hey, I was at the uh, the the super regional a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, you I'd were. I'd like to go back. So and uh, this is after last year. I think last year they didn't even. I, I think they might have played like three or four games last year before the season got shut down. Maybe a few more than that. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's glad it's glad to see them back on the field guys some other uh wvu kind of kind of news uh one is, is darius stills is taking up golf if you need to know did you guys see that i He's did not know a little top golf yeah a little top golf it looked like some uh some combine preppers with him uh it looked very rough <laughs> he posted on uh he posted on social media darius posted on social media uh some shots of of he and uh you know some other people that are down in florida prepping for the if, nfl combine if it's anything it means anything darius's swing looked the best of the swings i saw yeah he had one of the better swings no like charles barkley swings or anything no, no. Nothing, nothing. i mean but i'm just saying darius if you're listening you got to keep those feet planted man you can't go <laughs> yeah, you can't swinging. spin you can't spin you can't spin around you can't let the golf club kick you around man you're a big guy the golf club doesn't weigh that much it doesn't have to spin you around buddy let the big dog eat <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and other in other good news, guys. I don't know if you saw this. Probably the biggest news in WVU recruitment this week. Uh, out of Martinsburg, JD Nicky, the tuba standout, has decided to declare for WVU's marching band. Yeah, that was so funny to me. That was hilarious. Like, hey, go big. I mean, why should we just confine that to athletes? I mean, make your announcement. Yeah, right, right. We got to get him on the show. I mean, what did you think, Scoot? I mean, if you were a tuba player, if you were a senior in high school tuba player, you decided to go to WVU, you're going to play in the, you know, play for the band. Would you have done a a nice little committed uh, tweet out that he did? I think I'd probably put together a video. I, w- I would do uh, oh, maybe yeah. highlight mixtape. Maybe not uh, a highlight reel. Maybe a little bit of a highlight reel. Yes, I. You know, I'd, I'd reach out to Duggity Doug or Duggity Dog. Dug, yes, Doggity Dug- Doug. Yeah, whatever his name is, what? Doug and Dog, whatever that is. <laughs> um, I would get him <laughs> Doug and Dog in some order. <laughs> I think it's a uh, Tubity Tube that does <laughs> the Tube does the music. All right, I'd, yeah. Tubity I'd get out Tube to, to him to Tubity Tube. Mm-hmm. and put something together uh, mm. so i'd get a I'd, I'd put together the huddle <laughs> the huddle video where it centers in on all my movements out on the right, uh, midfield it highlights it highlights you. my crab walks <laughs> <laughs> crab steps that was a pretty uh that was a pretty funny tweet that got kind of picked up in wvu twitter twitter sphere yes. right there jd nicky out of martinsburg high school i like committing it. his tuba skills to wvu the the pose was solid the stand it was a very solid oh, the looking pose, stance the, it was sto- it was yeah. solid it was an i mean business about this tuba like this stance yeah tuba like, susa ain't got nothing on me it was cool that's what he's saying <laughs> i liked it it was good well listen guys let's take a break uh we're gonna come back and play the number one game show on a west virginia university sports podcast it's a little game we like to call bluff the fluffs don't go anywhere guys you're listening to got your ears on vortech knives is a west virginia owned and operated company specializing in high quality steel fast opening everyday carrying knives 
If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. It's Darius Stills. You're listening to You Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social media. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears, or you can find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. Guys, it's time for the number one game show in a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs, and Scooty still has a lead. He's been leading all second season here. He's got a lead of four to two over Johnson right now. He won last week uh, when we did tug of war. He Scooty tug of war master. That's right. He is. Well, right. clearly I'm stronger, so I would have more. Knowledge oh boy, that. we're laying it on thick now. If you recall, I got more questions right. Scoot just got final bluff, which is one of the like tough. BTF is like a break your heart game. Often, you know that it really is. It's it kind of like it a, yeah, a really tearjerker. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, this week, guys, because WVU baseball has started their season, I thought we'd do a little bit of WVU baseball history and see how you guys do with that. I am going to be terrible at this. <laughs> you guys weren't uh, big. You guys haven't followed. You don't know the history of the, of the team? Well, we'll see how you do. Uh, <laughs> as always, a correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth ten points. And final bluff is worth 25 points before we started we had a complete and total random flip of the coin and scooty you get to go first this week oh, feeling it yeah good i'm ready <laughs> you feeling it good. All right. uh, scoot is pumped scoot is pumped all right scoot first question is to you what conference was wvu in the last time that they won a conference tournament championship was it the atlantic 10 the Big East, the Big 12, or the Southern Conference? Well, Guido, that was the Southern Conference. Give it to me. That's uh, that's incorrect. It was not the Southern Conference. Johnson, for 10 points in the steal, was it the A-10, the Big East, or the Big 12? My guess was the Southern Conference, so I'm a little... Uh, this gives me a curveball, if you will. Oh, Zing! You were a little, yeah, you were a little <laughs> slow there on the rim, Sorry. the rim shot, Scoot. Um, I'm gonna have to go Atlantic Ten, Guido. No, I'm oh. sorry, it's incorrect. It was the Big East back in 2003. So I was convinced sorry, we guys. never won a Big East baseball title. I am, I stand corrected. You should be corrected. We did, we did. All right, so nobody gets any points there. Uh, so we're off to a solid start, guys. Pretty good, Scoot. We are we're frying. Would you say we're 0 for 1? I'm saying you're 0 for. Oh, yes, you're right. All right, here we go. Second question. Johnson, this one is to you. Current WVU head coach Randy Mazie played college baseball for what ACC school? Was it Clemson, Florida State, Wake Forest, or Georgia Tech? Oh, boy. I don't know this so hard that I'm not even sure what to guess i'm gonna go with clemson 
That's a correct answer. Clemson is the right Had answer. it all the way, Scoot. Had it all yeah. the way. Did you know that one, Scoot? Would you have gotten it? I actually did know that one. Oh, okay. So, yes, he played outfield with Clemson. So, All right. So, Johnson takes a 5 to nothing lead. Scooty, this next question is back to you. What is Randy Mazie's winning percentage as head coach at WVU? Is it 483, 512, 568, or 473? Mm. Ooh. Tough. Uh, I am going to say 512. Sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson, back to you here for 10 points and the steal. 483. 568 or 473. That actually doesn't help me, Scoot, so don't worry, because I'm still not sure. I feel like the high is too high, so I'm going to go with 483. I'm sorry, that's also incorrect. It is actually 568. He has a very nice winning percentage since he's been at WVU. So, you guys, uh, we need to work on your WVU baseball uh, we are on a heater, Scoot. It's bad. It's bad news. All right. And, Johnson, this next question is back to you. I think Scoot's probably glad he didn't get this one. Who is the winningest coach of all time in WVU baseball history? Is it Ira Rogers, Greg Van Zant, Dale Ramsberg, or Steve Herrick? Well, I think it's Dale Ramsberg. That's correct. Dale Ramsberg, also the longest tenured WVU Yeah, head that's coach. what I thought. Yeah, 27 yep. years, I don't know, 68 to 94, so he coached a long time uh, for the Mountaineers. So he is currently the most winning coach in WVU baseball. Uh, that is the first time I've ever heard his name. <laughs> <laughs> Dale Ramsberg is now, now you know. I thought you were going to point out a New Martinsville tie-in is what you were. That's what I thought you were going to do. I must have had amnesia for 27 years because that was a long time. Or I lived in a, I don't know. I, that's, I would have no reason to that's, know his uh, name. What we, we, that's what we like to call uh, WVU Sports BS. Yes. Before Scoot. That's yeah. what Before I was going to say. That's pre-Scoot is what that is. Yeah. Pre-Scooting. Yeah. All right. All right, congratulations, Johnson. You got uh, you got five points there, which brings your lead to ten to nothing. And Scooty, this next question is back to you. In the one hundred and twenty nine year history of WVU baseball, how many times have they made the NCAA tournament? Mm. All right, is it twenty two times, seven times, thirteen times, or thirty two times? 129-year history. I'm going to say seven times. Sorry, that's incorrect. It's not seven times. Johnson, in the 129 years, is it 22 times, 13 times, or 32 times? I think Scoot was on the right track. I'm going to go 13 times. That's correct. For 10 points in the steal, 13 times they have been to the NCAA tournament in their history. That's not a great percentage. Two of those, though, have been in the last, what, four years? Yeah. Let's let's look at the positive side of it. <laughs> heading, heading in the right direction. Heading in the right let's direction. focus on the positives, people. All right, Johnson, this last question before Final Bluff is back to you. What famous WVU player coach was both the 
football and baseball head coach at the same time. Was it everybody's favorite, Greasy Neal, Ira Rat Rogers, Robert Dutton, or Clarence Spears? Wasn't Clarence Spears the angel from... <laughs> uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I'm going to go with Ira Rogers. That's correct. Ira Rogers was the head coach for both football and baseball at the same time. A little known fact here about Ira Rogers, by the way, who played... He played both football and baseball at WVU, then went on to coach both football and baseball at WVU, turned down a professional baseball career with the Philadelphia Athletics and Connie Mack. Connie Mack offered him a, a baseball playing job with the Philadelphia Athletics, turned that down to stay in Morgantown and be with his home team. Wow. Interesting. I did not know that. All right. I also did not know he was alive at some point. That was a bit of a trap scoot because that was a pit greasy Neal because we're always referring to yeah. that on these type of questions. So well, that was I knew it wasn't Greasy Neal because Greasy Neal played at uh, Wesleyan. That is true. No, that I is, didn't know see, that. Scoot, Scoot, uh, Scoot did that. Did uh, Good job. Good job, Scoot. All right, here we go. Final bluff, guys. As always, final bluff is worth 25 points. Right now, Johnson, you have a 25-point lead. So, Scooty, the best you could do right now is Win? tie it up. Oh. You, you could tie it up. You would you would tie it up with a, with a correct answer. As we always do, we have you guys buzz in for Final Bluff. Johnson, what's your buzzer this week? Rat. Rat. I like it. I like it. And Scooty, what's your buzzer? Swing and a miss. <laughs> Swing and a miss. All right. All right, guys. Final Bluff question right here. Worth 25 points. Randy Maisie, the current head coach at WVU, was drafted in 1988 by what major league baseball team was it the baltimore orioles the los angeles dodgers the cleveland indians or the atlanta braves swing and a miss scooty for 25 points in the tie i believe it was the los angeles dodgers i'm sorry that's incorrect johnson to solidify it with a win well i'm just curious because of your fandom, I, I'm wondering if you found this question interesting because it was actually the O's that drafted him. I'm going to go with the Orioles. Oh, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> no, that incorrect. is incorrect. He was not thinking about himself. There's a lot of build-up for about a good uh, question. wrong answer. There's a lot of build-up for that. No, it was the Cleveland Indians, guys. He was drafted in 88 by the Cleveland Indians. But it doesn't matter because, Johnson, you win this week anyways on WVU Baseball Trivia uh, with a 25 to nothing win. <laughs> Scoot, big old goose egg. <laughs> I was set up. This Scoot's was a setup. face says it all. Shut out. Scoot got shut out. Scoot's face says it all. This was a setup. I don't understand how it's a setup. Johnson didn't know any of the answers to these you questions. You knew Greasy either. Neal played at Wesleyan, but you never heard of Dale Ramsberg, who coached for no. 37,000 years. Dale Ramsberg. Come on. Nobody knows Dale Ramsberg. Congratulations, Johnson. You're closing the gap again. Scoot, you still have a four-game to three lead. We've got a Bluff the Fluff next week, and then I think we go on Bluff the Fluff hiatus for most of March Madness. Yeah, well, hopefully so, we have a lot of ball to talk about, so we'll get back to yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the hope. So we'll have a Bluff the Fluff next week, and then you, and then we'll take a we'll take a couple weeks off. But but listen, guys, let's take a quick break right now. We'll come back with a segment where we let Scooty knock the internet out of the park. It's a little segment we like to call. I can't my ears so don't go anywhere you're listening to got 
your ear zone. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Hey, I forgot to say earlier, don't forget, you got to go to our website. You got to get one of those Pullover Guy t-shirts. $5 for every shirt sold goes to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry and the Norma Ray Huggins Foundation. You can find the link right there on the front of our website, gotyourearson.com. And that's not the only thing that's there, Johnson. No, um, but you can get those shirts all the way through the 26th, right, Guido? Did you say that? So there's still time. Yeah. Make sure you go. You can hit the link. The link on the site will take you directly there, or you can hit the uh, merch link that takes you to the general storefront, and you can shop a whole range of stuff in addition to getting your Pullover Guy shirt. So check that stuff out. Uh, we're going to post, like we always do, uh, the next blog post will have all the things we talked about on the show, all the show notes, probably even some stuff we didn't get to. Uh, and we always put the tune in link um, to the latest show right on the page. So check it all out. Yeah, definitely check it out, gotyourearson.com. Well, listen, guys, every week we ask Scooty to pull out the best thing that he can find on the Internet and then present it to us in a nice, lovely package for us to dissect and think about. And it's a little segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. So what do you got for us this week, Scoot? Okay, uh, fellas, you both are married men, correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember how you proposed? Yes. Yes. Was it uh, was it memorable? Anything anything stand out about it? Very romantic in front of a lighthouse uh, in Martha's Vineyard with my wife. Okay, uh, Johnson. Yeah, mine was uh, mine was New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you had so they're memorable. Yeah. Scooties, wasn't yours like in a dirty hotel room or something? No, no, not <laughs> dirty. What? No. <laughs> It was no, at no, a no. volleyball game. It was like in a it was like in a Holiday Inn Express or something. It was, it was at the second of a girls' doubleheader volleyball game. <laughs> volleyball. <laughs> That's what it probably should have been, but uh, no. But uh, when you guys proposed, did you okay. did you buy the ring? Did you have was it a family heirloom? What what kind of ring did you go with? <laughs> I had a ring I, I had purchased. It's a brand new, not family heirloom. I purchased a, a a nice diamond ring out of the trunk of a Cadillac in Sharon, Massachusetts, <laughs> in a gas station. Uh, okay. That's a hundred percent true, by the way. I uh, mine was a family heirloom skewed. It was my my great grandmother's ring. Okay, interesting. So you guys didn't borrow the rings from. A current girlfriend that was not the one that you were going to propose to. <laughs> I'm no, sorry, what? I choose. What happened? I chose not to do that. Interesting so, option. A Florida man happened to have two girlfriends. Oh, here we go. Oh, here, here we go. Scoot's fave. Woo. Scoot's fave. Florida man happened to have himself two girlfriends. As you do. And one had previously been married. All right. And okay. so All right. he decided to take her wedding band and 
engagement ring from her previous marriage and proposed to his other girlfriend with the items. <laughs> uh, he, of course, got arrested. Uh, Joe Davis. For theft? Yes, for theft. <laughs> Joseph Davis, 48. Uh, well, I'd say this. He's, he's wanted. There is a warrant for his arrest. He's not been oh, found. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. He apparently you know, proposed with this other girlfriend. The girlfriend who lost the rings yeah. happened to look up the fiance's Facebook page and noticed that she was wearing her wedding band and engagement ring that was identical to her own from a prior marriage. <laughs> the total Florida man's like, who's going to know? How are they ever going to know? They're not going to know. They and gonna apparently, know? They're not going to know. He no took some other know. jewelry, but the uh, total of value was $6,270, according Ooh. to the wow. uh, sheriff's office. Uh, the lady happens to live in Orange City, Florida, so I'm not really sure what county that is. Volusia, Volusia County. Um, interesting enough, Joseph Davis has a couple of uh, other names, as you would yeah. think. Uh, oh, yeah, he's got he's got ali he's got some aliases. Yes, he also is that went by Joseph me? Brown okay. and Marcus Brown. Okay. Um, okay, they I believe have since broken up. So he, he can speak in third person. Just yes. be like, you know, that wasn't Joey D. That, that was, was Joseph, uh, that was Joseph Brown. <laughs> that was Marcus. That yeah. wasn't Joey D. <laughs> so he um he is on the loose. He they haven't found him. One last fact that I thought thought was very interesting. According to the sheriff's office, the jail where David uh, Davis had previously been booked noted that he had a tattoo on his left arm that said, "Only God can judge me." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so let me break this down real quick. Okay. So, guy wants to get married. Yes. Dating two girls. Yes. Right. Decides, hey, I don't really want to spend the money on a ring. What girl one already has a ring, but I don't like girl one. Right. So I'm just going to take ring from girl one and give it to girl two. Yes. That is correct. I like it. I think he's being thrifty, guys. Yeah, he's like, she's not really using it. Yeah, I mean, she's not using it. Yeah, she's just, what's she going to do with it? It's an old marriage. She doesn't like it. She didn't like that guy. She didn't like it. <laughs> right, exactly. So neither of you have done that? Uh, no. I mean. Uh, no, I have not. You sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think at any point um, I would have thought to steal from an old girlfriend to give to a new girlfriend. I don't think that really goes over well with the new girlfriend. I think it's well, probably the bigger problem. The two girlfriend, uh, the two girlfriend uh, setup is yeah. is one that very rarely finishes successfully. Yeah, I right. mean, come on, recipe for disaster, Joey D. You had to see that coming, right? Here's my question: Is there a picture of this man? I do not have a photo a of this man. Uh, I want to know what Florida man that sounds like. I mean, I'm just guessing by the story range, probably in his late 40s, early 50s, 48. right? 48 That's my years guess. old. Yes, 48. Okay, uh, I want to know what this dude looks like. That he's got uh, he's got two two uh, two ladies. I'm picturing Guido. Uh, help me on this one. I'm picturing. Have you remember the? The Super Bowl ad that just played here recently with the guy that uh, I think it 
was that the same actor that played Ray Romano's brother? I can't remember, but he's talking about, he's acting like he's a sandwich shop owner. And then these people from the Jimmy's Johns are, they're moving in. You know, yeah, like, right? yeah, that's right, what right. I'm picturing that this guy looks like. He's, he's not, he's not happy about that. Now, Johnson, what kind of goes through your head? If you've got two ladies and you're like, you know what? I got two ladies, but this just isn't good enough. It's time to propose to one of them. Yeah. I, I think there was maybe a lack of potential root cause analysis that didn't go on here. <laughs> no, you know, a little forethought. Yeah, some. I mean, if you've already got the two ladies, why are you trying to? You know, why are you trying to pull one in long term when you already have the two ladies? And it's kind of like don't mess up That's a true. good thing, right? Like you're if you're rolling right. along, like don't don't perhaps like, throw... though the pressure is getting to them, right? Because there's a lot of covering. There's a lot of tracks you got to cover. There, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, right. and I, my guess, I, this is all speculation, is that perhaps he was proposing with this idea: Hey, why don't we do one of those destination weddings? We go to Turks and Caicos <laughs> and never return. I've got these sweet rings for you, kind of thing. Like, that's got to be his goal, right? Like, he's selling it. I'm going to propose, and we're going to go somewhere and never come back. Like, he's really selling it. And I, really I guess that it. didn't work out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it worked. I don't think it worked out too well for him. I it, don't know. Not well, only is it bad, because you know, in the court of public opinion, he is going to get eaten alive by most women, and. Two, now he's going to get eaten alive by the penal system because he has (laughs) chosen some poor poor moves. Bad judgment. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Come on, man. Right. I mean, you could have just gone to Walmart and bought the cubic zirconium and probably been better off. Like, really? Yes. All right, guys. Well, listen, we should probably wrap it up for the week. Thanks, Scoot. I mean, I always, you know me. I like a good Florida man story. I know you do. I live. I live for the Florida man story. Since um, Live PD has been off, you've been you've been jonesing for a Florida oh. story. <laughs> right. I mean, I need I need a good Florida. story. I feel story. like you had fun digging that one out, Scoot. I did. I was kind of like, oh, this is good. This is good stuff here. All right. Well, listen, we should probably wrap it up this week, guys. We'll be back with a new show next week. Got a lot of basketball happening between now and then. We're against TCU on Thursday night, 7 p.m. That game's on on ESPN2. Baylor game still out there. It's going to happen sometime on Thursday. That game's on one of the ESPN networks. And then you can also see the K-State game as WVU finally gets back home. Uh, and we get to see... Our lovely favorite coach in the Big Big Twelve, Bruce Weber, mine, coming to the Coliseum mine, and yell. Mine, mine. That game's Saturday on ESPN two at four p.m. Also, check out WVU baseball playing a lot on ESPN plus. So is the 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 women's team is also playing a lot on ESPN plus. So ch- so check that out as well. Get that ESPN plus. Spend that five dollars so you can watch some basketball. Well, listen, guys, don't forget you can buy a Pullover Guy shirt between now and the end of this week. We're donating $5 for every shirt sold to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry and Norma Ray Huggins Foundation. So definitely get that. Go to our website, gotyourearson.com, to find that shirt. That's the Pullover Guy shirt. And don't forget, share pictures. Let us know. Let us, we want to see you wearing the Pullover Guy shirt. So, so put it out there. Hashtag Pullover Guy. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears On. Also, look for us on Facebook, Got Your Ears On. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Got Your Ears On.